Shalom, it's your girl Jetty, Empress Jetty the Rabble Rouser, coming at you from Southern Belize. Pray everybody's doing all right out there in these perilous end time streets. Uh, if you haven't already, go check out the YouTube page, Black Enlightainment. Like, subscribe, hit that notifications button so that you know when new content comes out. And while you're over there on the page, go check out the playlist entitled The Culture. And um, tell me what you think. If you're an artist and you'd like to work with me, or if you're a producer and you'd like to help get my music out, any of that, um, hit me up. And uh, perhaps the Most High will see fit to let us do some great things together. So today, y'all be glorified, magnified, and praised, first of all, before we go forward, make that little prayer. Y'all speak truth through me today. We're going to read a little scripture today. We're reading from the second um, book of Baruch. And, uh, gosh, is this organized into chapters? We are in chapter 48. Um, and we're going to start, uh, let me see. We're going to start at verse... 32, okay, second book of Baruch, chapter 48, verse 32, and we'll see how far we read. Uh, for that for that time will arise, which brings affliction, for it will come to pass by, uh, will come to pass by with quick vehemence, and it will be turbulent coming in the heat of indignation. And it will come to pass in those days that all the inhabitants of the earth will be moved one against another because they do not know that my judgment has drawn near. For there will not be found many wise at that time, and the intelligent will be but a few. Moreover, even those who know will most of all be silent. And there will be many rumors and tidings, not just a few. And the actions and deeds of spirits will be manifest, and many promises will be recounted. Some of them idle, and some will be com confirmed. And honor will be turned into shame, and strength will be humiliated into contempt, and decency will be destroyed, and beauty will become ugliness. And many will say to many at that time, Where has the multitude of intelligence hidden itself? And to what place has the multitude of wisdom removed itself? And while they are thinking on these things, envy will arise in those who had not thought highly of themselves. And passion will seize him that is peaceful. And many will be stirred up in anger to injure many. And they will rouse up armies in order to shed blood. And in the end, they will perish together with them. And it will come to pass at that same time that a change of times will manifestly appear to every man. Because in all those times, they polluted themselves and they practiced oppression and walked every man in his own works and remembered not the law of the mighty one. Therefore, a fire will consume their thoughts and in flame will the control of their thoughts be tested for the judge will come and will not tarry because each of the inhabitants of earth knew when he was transgressing, but because of their pride, they did not know my law but many will certainly weep over the living more than over the dead. And we'll leave it there. So let's go back and revisit some of these, some of these concepts here. Okay. 
so it's this time of great affliction, which we know that we're now in, right? It says many will be moved against one another because they do not know that my judgment has drawn near. So it's interesting that while we're aware that these are the end times, people are still not lining themselves up with what the creator says we're supposed to do and be. They feel like it's still far off, like they see the perils of the end times, but they don't understand the immediate uh, need to repent, right? For there will not be found many wise at that time, and the intelligent will be but a few. Now, in this age of information, you would think that it would be making men wise, and by men, I mean humanity. But in fact, it's not. It's not aiding their wisdom. And that's because we know that wisdom is fear of Yah is the beginning of wisdom, the word tells us. So without the fear of Yah, they're having all of this information, but they're not wise, right? They're not really intelligent. They don't have the light of intelligence on them, right? So um, wisdom and intelligence are a light that brightens one's countenance and one's perspective. But without fear of Yah, you can gain knowledge, but it will lack the illuminating aspect that will cause uh, that will cause one to truly be wise and would ultimately lead to repentance, would ultimately lead to holy and righteous living. And then it says, moreover, even those who know will most of all be silent. And that's an interesting thing that's starting to happen now, right? Because when you speak up for wisdom, for true wisdom, when you truly speak from an enlightened place, because it's so corrective, because the age and the time is so wicked, it's so corrective. You take so many blows that eventually the wise are just silent. We don't speak up anymore, right? And there will be many rumors and tidings, not just a few. And the actions and deeds of spirits will be manifest and many promises will be recounted. Some idle and some will be confirmed. So this is talking about how now there's all of this. Um, we're in another age where the interactions between the spirits and the human realm are really, um, uh, I guess you would say, heightened, right, and increase. And so what happens is those spirits um, have powers to bring things to pass, right? And so a lot of times spirits will give you promises. If you serve me, I'll make you rich. If you serve me, I'll make you beautiful. I'll give you the desires of your heart. And some of them will make good on those promises and some not, right? Um, but it says honor will be turned into shame. We see that very much so, right? So that when you stand up for what's right and good, uh, you're, you're attacked in society, right? Uh, you, it's, it's, it's considered shameful. Like even if you think of parenting and how parenting has become really strange where it's, it's considered wrong to even correct and guide your child, right? So if you're an honorable person and you walk in honor and truth, you know, like even if you, let's say you, um, somebody drops their wallet and you pick up the wallet and you say, excuse me, you dropped your wallet. You'd be made a mockery by a lot of people, right? You're stupid. I would have kept it, right? Those kinds of things. 
I even had a situation like that where I had accidentally stolen some phone chargers because I was making a purchase on my credit card and my credit card went weird, but I was making a really big purchase. I was doing a lot of shopping and my credit card was like acting all weird. But when they were bagging up my groceries, um, I was purchasing two phone chargers. And so I didn't want them to throw them in the bags. And so I threw them into my purse. But then when the credit card didn't go through um, and they had to return all of this stuff, I had forgotten about the chargers that I had thrown in my purse. So when I got home and I pulled them out, my daughter was like, oh, mama, you stole those chargers. Uh, oh, my gosh, I promise I'll take them back. So then the next day when I went and took the chargers back and I explained to them that I had accidentally stolen them the, the day before, even the shopkeepers were looking at me like I was stupid, like I had lost my mind to bring them back. So honor, honor will be turned to shame, right? Um, strength will be humiliated into contempt. And this is interesting because this concept of the strong black woman, um, I, I, I cringe when I see these new, um, like this new movement where it's like, it's a shame to be a strong black woman. And it's like, you don't need to be strong anymore. Uh, just be vulnerable. And not that vulnerability is not a beautiful thing and all, but it's really become like, where the strong black woman is interpreted as the angry black woman. So now if you are a black woman in particular and you stand up for what's right or for yourself or for your children or any of that, you're perceived as like this demon, this, this, uh, you know, problem in society. Right. And so, um, so in that way, strength is humiliated into contempt where your strength and your willingness to stand up, for yourself or for your children or for your community is considered um, like this cultural assault, right? Decency will be destroyed. I mean, good gracious, we can't even, I, I mean, the levels on which that's evident in the times is crazy, right? Like modesty is, it's almost a shame to be a modest person. I mean, you think of how women take photos now and it's like all the, you just show your butt, you turn your back to the camera rather than stand upright and face the camera women now you see photos of women and it's like the culture now to to show your literal behind versus to to directly face a camera right so decency is destroyed and beauty will become ugliness and think of how natural beauty like the natural beauty and form of a woman is considered ugly and that now the standard of beauty is like everything fake and weird and exaggerated these big long lashes and um implants and surgeries and where they it's like they make monsters of women and that's considered beauty and where natural beauty it's like if you're just a natural person and you just dress in a you know modest but um, sensible attire and you don't wear a lot of makeup and you don't, you know, you're pretty unfussed over. It's considered ugly, right? It's like people will say you need to do something with yourself. You need to, uh, you know, improve your looks. You're expected to go out and work out and, uh, like all of this stuff, you're expected to alter your beautiful natural state and, and turn yourself into kind of a monster. Right. And so in many, 
will say to many at that time, where has the multitude of intelligence hidden itself? And to what place has the multitude of wisdom removed itself? And so people are aware that wisdom is, is uh, receding from society, right? And while they're thinking on these things, envy will arise in those who had not thought highly of themselves. So that is something that we deal with so, so much, right? With the haters. And everybody knows that all these haters running around out there that are always trying to pull down those who are walking in truth and wisdom and love and justice. The haters are always trying to pull those people down, right? And we know that it's because they feel bad about themselves. We know that people that feel good about themselves don't have time to pull down the next person and don't have time to envy next person because you're busy living your best life. But people who feel bad about themselves, they, um, they practice all kinds of sabotage, right? And it says, passion will seize him that is peaceful. Now, this particular scripture applies to someone like me. Like I'm a person who, by nature, I'm a teacher. And so when I see someone in folly, I will address it and try to um, try to highlight their folly and lead them to wisdom. But what happens is they, when they argue the case for their folly, then I become passionate in defending the cause of wisdom. And so whereas I came in a peaceful place just to really try to pull their coat, if you will, I end up like in an enraged battle with them over right and wrong, right? And it says, many will be stirred up in anger to injure many, and they will rouse up armies in order to shed blood. And in the end, they will perish together with them. So basically, you end up with people just so passionate about the positions that they're in that the righteous and the unrighteous and the, the everybody just ends up in these big battles, even to, to gathering up armies, whereas like even if you were peaceful at first, you'll end up raising an army to defend the position of peace, <laughs> which is interesting, right? And it will come to pass at that same time that a change of times will manifestly appear to every man because in all those times they polluted themselves and they practiced oppression and walked every man in his own works and remembered not the law of the mighty one. And we know that that's happening, right? But what that tells us is that everyone is aware that the times have changed. It says they will manifestly appear to every man. So every man is able to look out and discern the times and realize that the times have changed. But because they practice oppression and polluted themselves and walking every man in his own works. And what that means is because you desire more to be right than to be righteous, so now you're going to impose your sense of right or your sense of entitlement or your sense of a personal gain becomes more important than justice. And so now you become an oppressor. So everyone's oppressing their neighbors. Everyone's oppressing their children. Everyone's oppressing their, their friends, their parents. Everyone are just oppressors because no one is upholding the law of the most high. Everyone is upholding whatever... Um, whatever constructs allow them to be at the top of the heap, right? At the king of the mountain. 
and and when in order to be king of the mountain, you got to keep everybody else down. So you're practicing. Everybody's practicing oppression, and they're not remembering the law of the mighty one. Right. Therefore, fire will consume their thoughts, and in flame will the control of their thoughts be tested. For the judge will come and will not tarry, because each of the inhabitants of the earth knew when he was transgressing. But because of their pride, they did not know Yah's law. And so that tells us that it's not even, people aren't even ignorant of it. They know. They know that they are sacrificing that which is good, just, and wise for their personal ego, for their personal gain, for their personal position, for their, they don't want to be proven wrong. They don't want to be um, humiliated. And you know what's funny is if you're humble, you're never humiliated. But because people are prideful, they're avoiding humiliation, which, which would ultimately lead to, lead to their own salvation and peace. And so rather than be humble and bow to the laws of the Most High, they walk in their own ways and they know it. The scripture says that they know it, right? It says... Each of the inhabitants knew when he was transgressing, but because of their pride, they did not know my law. And this is Yahweh speaking, right? Speaking to the prophet Baruch. So their pride, even though they know the law is true and just and right and will cause them to change direction, because of their pride, they refuse to even enter into the wisdom of their own redemption. And it says, and many will certainly weep over the living more than over the dead. And so I just wanted to put that scripture out there just for something for you guys to think about, right? And um, mm -mm 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 -mm. so um, I'll just spend these next couple of minutes finishing up that chapter. We had stopped on verse 41, but many will certainly weep over the living more than over the dead. Uh, and I answered and said, Oh, Adam, what have you done to all those who are born from you? And what will be said to the first Eve who hearkened to the serpent? For all this multitude are going to corruption, nor is there any numbering of those whom the fire will devour. But again, I will speak in your presence. You, O oh Yahweh, my Elohim, you know what is in your creature. Long ago, you commanded dust to produce Adam, and you know the number of those who are born from him and how far they have sinned before you who have existed and not confessed you as their creator. Their end will convict all of them and your law which they have transgressed will reward them on your day. But let us dismiss the wicked and inquire about the righteous and I will recount their blessedness and not be silent in celebrating their glory, which is reserved for them. This transitory world in which you live has made you endured much labor in a short time. So in that world to which there is no end, you will receive great light. So the end of the chapter reminds us that these things speak of the perils of the wicked, but that there are the righteous who, who, um, who have not transgressed and who the blessedness of them we should not forget to recall and recount the blessedness of the righteous, right? Because there is, there is a remnant 
who still love Yah. There is a remnant who still seek to be just, who still seek to be, um, who still seek to walk in our original creative form, which was the image of Yah, that we would have the mind and the heart of Christ, which is the first and last man, right? And we should keep in mind as we want to blame Adam and Eve for the original sin, that's a, that's a nice way to scapegoat and excuse your own sin. When you look at the world and you say, because of Adam and Eve, they sinned and caused the world all of this sin and suffering. But you are Adam and you are Eve. And so you, when you walk in error to what you know to be right and good, what you know Yah laws and statutes were that would keep us holy, would keep us like the Most High, you have transgressed on your own. So it's not even Adam or Eve's sin that give you your personal hell. Adam and Eve's sin is simply set an environment for sin. But the fact is, we are not all subject to Adam and Eve's sin. We're all subject to our own sin. And so that's why it tells us that we know, right? We know when we're, when we're walking contrary to the Most High. And so... It's not Adam and Eve's sin that will condemn you. It's your own sin because you know, you know that you are erecting um, mindsets and, um, and constructs, mental constructs. You know that you're erecting mental constructs that allow you to err. And the righteous are set apart from that. The righteous are ever pressing toward righteousness and holiness and truth. The righteous are evermore having to throw away constructs that allow them to lift themselves up above others in such a way as to be prideful, but instead to lift themselves above others in humility, in an internal rising, as opposed to a, um, a carnal, um, I guess you could say, uh, rising, right? They're two different uh, ascensions. And so when the humble, when the righteous, uh, when the righteous walk in humility, truth, justice, love, mercy, all of these things, grace, law, right? Um, that causes an internal rising that often causes an external humbling where you will let go of an argument where you know that you're right but because you don't, you don't seek to injure this person and you don't seek to be injured, you will simply walk away and let them have it, right? And so um, I just want to encourage you all that this is, um, encourage you all that these are the times that we're in, guys. And so you ask yourself, which of those sides of the fence are you on? Are you rising internally? Or are you building constructs that forbid forbid you to receive that which would humble your spirit and in the humbling of your spirit ascend your consciousness? So um, I hope that made some sense to someone. I hope that that was a blessing. May the righteous be blessed, edified, and nourished. And um, to the wicked, may you have your way. Y'all be glorified, magnified, magnified, and praised. And it's your girl, Empress Jetty, the rabble rouser. 
signing out. Peace.